Hey, I'm McCoy here, and you are listening to the Solar Panel. like somebody needs to put words to that theme song hello and welcome everybody into another edition of the solar panel whether you're watching us on facebook or twitter listening to us on the podcast however you're enjoying the show we appreciate you the flaming ballers i'm greg esposito ahoy hoy joined as always by the silver fox dave king dave how are you today pretty good how are you guys doing oh good and then uh, as always the man the myth the legend the Carmel Thunder from down under. It's all Bookman. It's all ahoy hoy. Yeah, how's it going? Are you are you saying you want to have your like your own little rabbit from eight mile moment? Is that what you're saying? You want to freestyle for us right here on the spot? No, I, mean, I, I can don't pull want the video up right now. And you can, you know, if everybody from the six two three put your hands up and follow me. No, you don't Look, want to do man, that. Look, man, this is that that would blow my mind if Espo just suddenly started freestyle <laughs> rapping successfully. <laughs> Solar panel. I got nothing oh, for you. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good you. call. You should not do that ever. No, I really ever shouldn't. <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, before we get into the suns. Solar panel. Yeah, I got nothing for you. I am not uh, a rapper or a singer. Uh, I have oh, I have very marginal man. talents. So this was, week has reminded me of that. Good and, and, one of the, one of those things is predicting uh the financial uh markets in in any way uh not sons related but thought i'd bring this up have you guys did you guys know much about this nba top shot thing going on right now and we're gonna no sound idea. like old guys get off my lawn right now but uh, do you guys know much about that no. i, I no. followed it a little Tell bit but i don't know so. enough i don't know enough to like get in the game for sure top basically shot. It, kind of a uh a cryptocurrency thing that's going on with uh, virtual basketball cards is what it amounts to. You buy a pack, has has video basketball cards on it. They are each tagged with a very specific kind of uh, number to it, uh, which is a very oversimplification of the technology side of it. But the market has just exploded on these things, right? A couple, you know, some people making millions in in terms of what they're they're making off of it. And me and all my infinite wisdom, I started thinking this week and I went, why does this sound so familiar? Why does why does NBA Top Shot sound so damn familiar to me? And I went back and looked at my DMs on Twitter and it's because they offered me a bunch of packs for free back in August to be an influencer for them. And uh, I said, no, I, I only do this kind of stuff. Oh, it's a monetary. No. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so oh. I responded back and I said, "Hey, guess I was the moron on this. Congratulations on all your success." You could have got rich. You could you could have got rich. Oh, I would not gosh. be sitting in this walk-in closet if I had uh, simply wanted to uh, <clears throat> put a few tweets out for a few of those packs. So you know, th th let that be a lesson to you, kids. Don't think you're bigger than you actually are. Okay. Oh. <laughs> well, look, I just, let me tell you, most of those solicitations are not this. Well, Most of those solicitations are, you know, you're you're wasting time and energy for nothing. Well, and yeah, you know, if somebody says, "Hey, give me five hundred dollars, and I can give you three hundred sixty-five thousand dollars tomorrow on your porch," uh, yeah, don't believe that one. But you know, <laughs> well, the thing too was they hadn't launched anything. It was all just this idea, and I got a description on it, and 
because I'm the world's oldest 37 year old. I was like, I don't get this. What, what do we, why would anybody want to have a highlight that they can get anywhere? Right. <laughs> and, and when we hear the premise it, it, originally without any of the, you seeing anything or any of the background really on it, you go, okay, what, what is this? Is it real kind of thing? And uh, I, in all my infinite wisdom, turned them down. And I thought you guys would enjoy that story. But what I've learned is when I go, I don't understand this, and uh, I'm not sure I want to be involved, that's when I probably should invest in something because it seems oh, yeah. to, to Good, take Great off. advice, Espo. If there's something you don't understand that requires your money to be involved, just go ahead and do it. That's great I, advice. I didn't say everybody else. I said me. I said me in particular. I learned I'm from not Espo giving that I can give all my money advice. to the things I don't understand. I, I, I did not give investing advice to anybody other than myself because I suppose off to a strong start this morning. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This isn't coffee. First he's failed rapping and now he's failed top he's shot. Lyrically deficient. Look, I, financially irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> that seems to sum up pretty much everything when it comes to me. And I, I thought you guys would enjoy that story. So I gave it to you because you. you know what? If, well, we if definitely I enjoyed it. If I can't make fun of myself, then, uh, well, you guys will do it for me. That won't matter. But, you know, I might as well do it as well. Let's get to some Suns basketball hey, for five minutes. I just want to say there's some pretty cool stuff coming up in today's show. There's some really cool stuff. So, you know, stick around because okay. it's going to be pretty awesome at the end. Let's make this clear. Saul finally did a segment. And he's super excited to, to share see, that. This with is everybody. this is this is where this I can see why you failed on Top Shot is because you only took a portion of the story. We actually have a special guest coming as well that I have not told you guys about, and they're going to be here hopefully at eight thirty if they wake up. Whoop! Oh <laughs> but, yeah, you got to set the alarm. Think, I think uh, the the chat will super be super excited about this individual for sure. Wow. All right. Uh, there, there we go. Awesome. Well, Saul just surprising people like, uh, like crazy. He's, he's like the Oprah of the sun solar panel. You get a surprise guest and you get a surprise guest. Oh, wow. So there, there is that. <laughs> Imagine this, we do I have plenty to talk about though. Thanks there. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, <laughs> I've sung twice on this show. We're, we're off to a really, really bad start. <laughs> really bad start. All well, right, we do have some to talk about because I, I think there are a few things happen this week. One of which, LeBron James refers to Devin Booker as the most, uh, what was it, the most disrespected player mm. in the NBA. Let's just let's just start off there. Do we agree with that, Dave? Do you think Devin Booker is actually the most disrespected player in the NBA? Oh God! Well, you know what? Uh, depends on your audience, obviously. Among the coaches, I think he's more disrespected than I would have thought. Obviously, among the players and fans and all that, he was in the he was ranked in the four, you know, voted in the top four or five of all those media as well. Uh, but man, among coaches, I guess so. I mean, it's, it's, I guess so. I mean, they triple team Devin Booker, but they don't want to make him an all-star. Uh, that's, that's interesting. But two years in a row, the coaches had a chance to put Devin Booker on the team and the coaches declined. Um, it is interesting. There's a um, <clears throat> former assistant coach, uh, Steve uh, Jones, Jr., son of Snapper Jones, um, who now does a podcast, um, uh, with uh shoot i forget 
We have 69 people watching the stream right now. Duncan. What'd you say? We have 69 people watching the stream right now. Nice. What are you, are you trying to tell me to stop hey. digressing? No, hey. I'm saying we have 69 people watching the oh, stream. Oh, nice. Keep going. I usually get these things. I usually get these things. This is good. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> he was a former assistant coach, and he also would not put Devin Booker on the all-star team. So I'm going to try to get a one-on-one um, -on -one interview with him, and we'll post it as a midweek, um, probably podcast only. Um, and uh, we'll talk through why he would not put Devin Booker. He even has Devin Booker behind Zach Levine. I, okay. Well, that, You're right. I mean, so that, I need to figure out the why on this. I, I and, mean, yeah. I, you know, sometimes I just feel like uh, individuals have a, a certain bias against against maybe because of the style, maybe because of the style. You know, I mean, like Zach Levine does everything that Devin Booker does this year, but in the past, what has he done? You right. know, he's won a, a slam he's dunk title, and he's 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 had some big games for sure. But you can't put. I'm sorry, Devin Booker's a better scorer than Zach Levine. Period. That's just that's just how it is. And to to say Zach Levine is better than Devin Booker is is outrageous. It just is right, right, right. So, well, I just want to talk to him. He's he's uh, otherwise an extremely insightful person, and so there must be something we're missing. I, I want to know what the coaches are thinking when two years in a row. It's a group of coaches. It's not any one person it's a group of coaches who uh don't think devin booker is an all-star i think you know i think there's a the there's a degree of 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 where i can understand where they're coming from um compared to other players i think there's still um a level that devin booker um i feel like can get to uh, and and i'm still waiting for that level you know like just uh I don't know, there's sometimes where I feel like he, he he struggles finding his own shot, and so how does he combat that? And I think that's the one element to his game that I think is is missing to a degree. Um, outside of that, Devin Booker's one of the best scorers in the NBA. Um, he is lucky that Clay Thompson's not around right now. Let's be honest about that. Um, if Clay mm -hmm. Thompson was 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 healthy and and, and scoring like he always does, um, Devin Booker would be on the outside again. Um, and, and not, yeah. not by one, maybe by two now, you know what I mean? Like, so, so there's, there's an element to Devin Booker's game. Devin Booker is missing. I know he dropped 70 in Boston. I, I get that. I, I like one of the best performances in Suns history. Right. But Devin Booker still is, is waiting, is, is, is needing that just holy moment. Um, you know, Clay Thompson, he had that in the bubble. No, it, it was it wasn't it wasn't Steph Curry and Klay Thompson like insanity kind of thing where you know Klay Thompson scores thirty seven points and only dribbles the ball four times in the second quarter. You know that kind of crazy just NBA viral moment. You know what I mean? the The shot against the Clippers was his most viral moment in the bubble, right? But yeah. in, in terms of a game, um, yeah. the seventies as close as it's come, and that was like four years ago. So. Um, I yeah. think he's still he's still due for that moment. I think it's going to come, and hopefully, it comes against a premier team, so everybody in the country can say, "Holy crap!" There's Devin Booker. Like that's yeah. the dude. That's a. I think you just brought up what the the national problem with Devin Booker is. The moment that is in their mind is that seventy point game, and a lot of people took exception. To that based on the way he got 70 based on the way 
Earl Watson handled that and, and the way it happened. Right. And I think that still is in people's minds. I think they sit there nationally and that's what, what they see. And they, they default to that. He's just a guy that scores high volume and he isn't a winner. Like I got into an argument with Bomani Jones uh, for me. Oh man. Week, right. He yeah. came out and, and he basically just trashed Devin Booker via Twitter. Right. And, and, and went hard at it. Right. And that I, I was respectful because I actually very much like Bomani Jones. I think he's a very good at, at what he does. And I think he was just very wrong in the situation, but I tweeted out and I said, this is what's, what's wrong with the national perception. And, and he took umbrage to that at, especially because I had tagged Devin Booker and he called it a snitch tag. Don't know if the kids know about that, but apparently I snitch tag like Bomani like Jones. Hey, if you come at Bomani, you better come strong. That's for but, sure. Go back and look. I think I held, I think I held my own because what I didn't do was I didn't I let it, it devolve into a shouting match with him, which is when he's, when he's at his best against people, when they're just irrational. I, I showed enough respect where I think I held my own, but you know, he was like, oh, so you got a snitch tag. You want a pat on the back from Devin Booker? And I'm like, no, but I want I, I want at least somebody on the national side to admit there may be a little bias because how many Suns games have you watched in the last five years? Yeah, but that can't, always, knock. that can't always be the out, though, because there's been plenty of national people that have watched plenty of Suns games, and they still – don't are not fans of Devin Booker. I, I I I hesitate to go to that angle all the time because it seems like that's what Suns fans always go right. to is well you haven't we watched us. Well, how do yeah. you know they haven't watched us? But I don't right I, I don't think I, I think watched I was Young more... and the Hawks and I don't even like the Hawks. You yeah, know what I mean? I, I think I, I think I was a little I think I was a little more in your camp and saying, you know, like you've watched him for, for small stretches in games. Like you've tuned in and seen it, but the Suns haven't given you a reason over the last five years to really have to pay attention all that much. And to me, until they do that, until they get to the playoffs and he has a moment, like you're saying in the playoffs, I don't think you overcome what's going on right now. And I, that's to me, that's why Chris Paul got, vo got voted in by the coaches and Devin Booker had to be an injury replacement because Chris Paul has the perception nationally of being a star. People see, oh, the Suns are winning and having major success. It must be because Chris Paul is there, not because Devin Booker took a step or Devin Booker adjusted his game to fit next to Chris Paul and they work well together. No, they just they default to it's Chris Paul, right? Because they've seen that. And and I think Devin Booker is disrespected just simply because of perception. I don't really ha think it has much to do with actual game or or anything outside of the fact that the Suns have been massively irrelevant for five years. Well, for 10 years, but for five of them with Devin Booker. So So why should anybody have respect if they haven't really given them reason. And I think uh, that's, yeah. it, you got to earn respect. Respect is not given. Respect is earned. And well, it's, it's until a little, the Suns have a national moment, it's not earned. It's a little unfortunate that, uh, for Devin anyway, that he's not in the East and in one of the top five markets in the country because um, Zach Levine's getting the respect and he hasn't done Jack. Right. Well, that's true. That that's another Trae fact. In, in the, in the and he east, hasn't done Jack in the East. 
And that's right. not even the West. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trey Young, right. high draft. Like, that's another thing Devin Booker has against him, right? Wasn't a starter in college, so didn't have all the hype coming out of college. Was drafted in the very late lottery, which meant he wasn't hyped by anybody uh, in coming in in that way. Didn't play a whole lot his rookie season, at least the first half of it. There's all these factors that that he wasn't one of the hyped guys. And Trey Young came in super hyped, right? And and that's that's why they ride that. Same with Luca and a lot of these guys. When they come in super hyped, Zion, another one we talked about it. The league has has a, an invest, a vested interest in him succeeding because he was a flashy number one pick, right? Devin Booker didn't have any of that. Devin Booker has has had to scratch and yeah, claw to get all of what he had. Yeah, like that's the, what I was about to legacy say. Legacy of being the number yeah, one. I mean, pick. like I, I, the number one pick is like whatever, uh, because you, you could just look at Da and understand that he doesn't get nearly the hype or the love that Zion did straight out the box. Well, but Zion is a, a walking highlight reel from college, right? Remember how everybody was pumping him just because of of what he did in, in his brief stint in college and and just some of the dunks and everything that's why there's a, there's an explosiveness to his game as an excitement and that's why the league pumped him because this has always been a league about exciting young stars coming in and, and, and you know trying to pump these guys up creating new faces of the game right Devin Booker just wasn't in that in that group when he came in the league too, so he didn't even have that shine coming in. I think there's just a lot of factors that play into it, and none of them are an excuse why he's not getting the the respect, but it at least explains a little bit of why it's happening. <laughs> David Wigton in the chat. Da gets as much negative attention as Book should get positive attention. <laughs> That's true. I think I think some could argue he's one of the most disrespected in the, in the league by his no, own fan base. Actually, right. That's the thing. <laughs> da Da and Booker are a little bit uh, different that way in that Da gets more negative attention from his oh own fan base than I the mean, rest of the country put together. It is it is crazy how much of a you know. It, it, just go back to the other day. Um, I forget, what, what game was it? Uh, Devin. Oh, against the Nets. Game when, game. when when Devin when Devin only scored five points the entire game after the first quarter. And yeah. everybody went at DA. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Time out. Well, right. well, this is the superstar. What happened here? You know what I mean? Like, and I love Devin Booker. Like, that's not that's not the argument here. But I think there is something to be said about Devin Booker being more he doesn't have the flash, right? So he's gotta he's gotta do things in a very efficient and very uh clutch way. And he is clutch, but I just think that there's something missing. To, to take Devin Booker from the star status that he enjoys here in Phoenix, he's starting to get nationally to the superstar status like a lot of the other premier guards in the NBA. And I would yeah. even say, you know, LeBron kind of doubled down on the disrespected comment and threw in Dame Lillard as well. I think Dame Lillard is far more disrespected nationally than True. Devin Booker because yeah. Dame Lillard has proven it in the playoffs. And he's, he's done it. it. Yeah, games. he's won he's it series. All, you know what I mean? Teams. And so yep. there's a difference between those two, though. There, There's attention for Dame Lillard and Dame time and all these things. Uh, you know, his his is simply, I think, because of the market he's in. In Portland, There's it's just not a sexy market. It's not a lot of attention with Portland where Booker doesn't even get the shine that Dame gets at times, but what will change that is a but, big playoff moment. 
But you Dame go had, up that's what way. I'm saying is Dame has had that. Dame has had, had those that. big playoff moments, and he's still disrespected. I I think okay, I, and I don't I don't disagree. I just think he's disrespected in a different way. Like, let me ask you guys: a some people, here. Devin Booker is a, a, an obscure name. Like, I don't even know at, who Devin Booker is. Luka Doncic over Dame Lillard is a travesty. Ridiculous. It's a travesty. That's a fan disrespecting. Fan it's still disrespectful. Quoted. It's still disrespecting. It's still disrespecting. Okay, Saul's getting worked up because his his voice up. pitch is higher than his, his fiance's. I don't okay. know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, uh, question for you guys: Is Chris Paul the best teammate that either of Dame or Devin Booker has ever had? Yes. Yeah. Right. I, so I, one of the reasons Dame. Uh, well, not the only, but one of the reasons Dame doesn't get as much respect is he's all about, he, he, the way he plays is all about saying he wants to win games and he actually tries to win the games, but then they don't win enough games once they get to the playoffs, because there's nobody who can take pressure off of him making all the shots. The same had been true of Booker. And I'm actually pretty happy, uh, obviously happy about Chris Paul being here, um, as opposed to my, my Espo friend. Uh, but you know, I'm really happy about Chris Paul being here because now Devin Booker has someone to take the pressure off of him and he can just do that and they can win possibly more games. Hey, I didn't say that CP three <laughs> had one foot in the bathtub. If you remember, that was not me. I simply oh, was worried yeah. about his 41 million. All right. <laughs> that was what I was worried about. And to right. hell with money. Wait, at play, the, play the tapes. If, all. if he it's weren't there, this when play Corey, the Corey Williams said that Chris Paul isn't washed up, but he's near the bathtub. <laughs> he's standing next to the bathtub <laughs> yeah. and the water is running. It was yeah. probably <laughs> the best quote of the year. Let's be honest. Yeah. But no, that was great. Uh, I don't that agree. Obviously watching Chris Paul for this season. I, he definitely, Definitely does not look anywhere near washed up. Yeah, that I think dude, he stuck his. I think he stuck his hand in the dirty. bathtub, unscrewed the drain, and threw <laughs> threw the stopper away. He's not in the bathtub. He's not near it. The water is not even. The water is not even warm in that bathtub. Let's say that. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so Dave Wing Wington in the uh, in the chat says, uh, "Can Armani mode be a thing going forward?" <laughs> I, I think it's just book it. I love book it. Nah, we just need to make that bigger. I, I think Armani. I think Armani mode. That's what I've been pushing for because there's there's nothing more stylish and uh, and high end than when Devin Booker just it goes into that fu mode. I I, I think That's Armani true. mode is is where I I, I want to go with it. But we'll see. We'll see how uh, if that ever catches on. I highly doubt it. I I had one uh, one to catch yeah. on, but not not a lot of them. So you want to you know. Any final thoughts when it comes to disrespect and and Devin Booker? I mean, I think we all agree that he definitely is disrespected, and I I, I think yeah, thank you, Taku <laughs> says Armani mode equals bar. <laughs> thank you for the nice visual fan. emoji. Apparently, not a fan, <laughs> yeah, which is fine. You don't have to be a fan. Uh, <laughs> Call so, it Bomani any final mode. thoughts on Devin Booker Bomani mode. Uh, the refs, it. yeah, Darth Voida put in there the refs disrespect Devin. I mean, obviously there was that there was that obvious foul that all of us saw. Let alone the the refs should have been there, should have called it on um, the last shot of the of the game against Charlotte. But um, there is a little bit of disrespect, and I don't know. He just doesn't get the easy calls. He gets the calls that a non-superstar gets. He should be getting the calls that a that a that a star gets, and he doesn't. 
I don't think. I mean, he was averaging score. seven free throws a game a year ago. He's not playing any different this year. I don't think he's only he's only a four or five. I I don't think any. I don't think any star even gets that that foul call against Charlotte. They let guy they let guys play at the very end there. Well, let's and just let's just say like this. He got fouled against the Clippers too, but he made the shot and it didn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Well, the th- but this was, was full simple. on on the wrist where he couldn't follow through, and it, it was the same thing. Ball. Paul George fouled the crap out of him on that shot. Yeah, go back and watch that. He did. He he gets he gets all of his arm. Like I, also. Also, why are you even in that position against the Hornets? Yeah. Don't blow right. a well, seventeen-point lead. That was it, and that's what Monty said after the game. He's like, "I don't want to hear it about the refs. We shouldn't have been there." Yep. Yeah, I I agree. So, second half of the season, the schedule was released earlier this week, and you know, I'm I was actually surprised. And you can see if you're you're watching on the stream, you can see the. Uh, the schedule up there. Uh, I believe Darth Voida actually did this image. So thank yeah, you, buddy. Nice uh, job, Darth, Darth Voida. Uh, getting some love right now, baby. <laughs> on here, whoop, whoop, oh, yeah. his his at name is right there on it. So, uh, but you know <laughs> what? I think I actually was surprised with. I didn't expect the season to go all the way into the middle of May. They had talked about end of April, beginning of May at at, at the you know when they originally unveiled this uh, they it goes until may 16th now is what we're looking at uh for the suns uh, obviously starts right after the all-star abbreviated all-star break so uh is there any stretch here that stands out yep. to you guys yep. in terms of what's yep. going to be most important for them yeah that that stretch right there on the east coast uh milwaukee philly boston new jersey then they have a little reprieve with the with the Knicks, but then they come back home and they got the Clippers and the Jazz. That uh, that seven game stretch right there is that could be a, a big turning point into whether or not they get home home court advantage in the first round or um, <laughs> or not really. To me, what absolutely sucks is those last five games. Because everyone's going to be pl- still playing for positioning. There's not going to be, I don't think there's going to be enough separation this year for um, uh, the really good teams to rest in the, in the final games like there had been in, in years prior. I think every single game is going to be a dogfight. And when your final two of the whole freaking season are against the Spurs, that's scary to me. <laughs> it, it sets it up for old time wounds for sure. Wah, I, I think. I yeah. think I'm actually in a different camp than you, Saul. I think the the stretch that could define it is early in that second half. Two against two against the Timberwolves, <laughs> Lakers, Heat, Magic, Raptors, and Hornets, and then Atlanta, right? You're kidding. The Lakers are the only good team you play in that in that stretch, right? Well, you never and, know with Miami. Well, yeah, Miami could turn it around, but Miami's as of right now, better. not a, Toronto's not a getting a lot better. So, so you look at that stretch, and this is a stretch where you go, well, they've played down to their to their opponents, right? And if they if they don't play well in this stretch, it could impact uh, their seating quite prolifically, right? I, I think you have to come out of here with maybe one or two losses max to set yourself up for the remainder of the second half. Uh, and and if you if you pull this, you know, oh, we're gonna let the Timberwolves hang around or or make a comeback. Same, same with the Magic or or the Hornets again. You know, 
you're going to put yourself in a hole that you're going to then have to dig out of when you're playing those better teams in the second half of your schedule, where that should be a run where you pad what your record is there and put yourself in, in almost a undoubted, you're going to be in a top six spot and avoid the play in. I, I mean, if you look at the Suns record right now, they're 21 and 10, right? 21 and 10. Um, I mean, it, it's hard for me to look at this schedule and not think they're at least going to get to 40, if not 45 games. I agree, but if you if you play down to opponents like they have in the first half, that puts that in jeopardy. Yeah, they, we 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 uh, believe that they've played down to their opponents, but they're actually against teams that are currently below five hundred. They're fourteen and seven. Um, it's just that we we are remembering every single one of those losses to yeah. teams that are below 500. So, and then we're just, we're putting in our back pocket and forgetting about the wins on teams over 500. So they are winning two thirds of the games against teams currently over 500. And, and, and again, again, like they're not the only team to be doing this. The Lakers have lost to some bad teams. Like everybody yeah. loses to some bad teams. Everybody has an off night. Everybody plays down to their competition. It's the NBA. Like it happens, but the good teams like the Suns have, have proven of late, even though they lost to the Hornets uh, against the Pelicans, they were struggling just like it was almost a, a mirror image of last night against, against the Bulls or on Friday against the Bulls um, where they played like crap for three quarters. And then in the fourth quarter, they turned it on and they won the game easily. Like what just happened? Same so, as with the Pelicans a week ago. Yeah. And that's what, like, that's what the Lakers do. That's what, you know, the good teams do. They, they just turn it on in the fourth quarter and put you away. I agree, but when you look at what Dave said in terms of fourteen and seven, they that means they have a worse record against those bad teams than they do against the good teams because they're ten games over five hundred, aren't right? Mm, no, it's the sense doubling. Oh, it's two to one, two wins to one loss. Come on, okay. yeah. well, I just you're not a math major. You're a podcaster. Well, we get it. True, this is true. But I still, I would like, I would like this team to play better and not, not lose seventeen point leads to inferior teams. So would I. When, well, when you're, I mean, I think we all, I think that's one we all can agree on, right? We can all let, agree on that. Yeah. Let Let me just let me just say this, okay? The second half of the season is going to be fun for the for the first time in a long time. And uh, the bubble was was awesome. This is going to be ten times the bubble, I think, as we head down the stretch. Also, we have a special guest about to join us. Oh. Hey, who? Um, hey, uh, go ahead, Dave. Finish your thought you before again, I bring Darth him on. Voida. Nope. Thank you again, Darth Voida, for giving us that great graphic. The only last thing I'll mention is the Suns are only scheduled for four national games in the second half. Yeah, but that can always sucks. change. Yeah, it can. Okay, go. All right. Well, here's our special guest. We haven't seen her for a quite a long time, uh, but she agreed to come on the show. And the one and only Miss Lindsay Smith is here. Hey, <laughs> Lindsay Smith. Hi, guys. How's it going? Good. How are you guys? Good. We you appreciate you joining us. us. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we I can hear you. The invite. All right, cool. I just wanted to make sure. What's been going on in your world? <laughs> some basketball i mean there's not much else in the world right? there's no. nothing else going on <laughs> look at she, you still repping the valley she got the valley swag, swag yeah. going on i got some really cool swag like um gotta keep it fresh you know 
<laughs> my team. <laughs> I, Lindsay, we, we've seen this team, you know, play for the first half of the season so far, you know, 31 games. Uh, what's been your impression, um, you know, watching this team play? I mean, man, I am just really excited for Sun fans. Like, I know there's still things that you can nitpick and things that need to get a little bit better, some consistency things, but I'm just really excited to have a team that, you know, is competing, that is um, playoff bound for sure. You know, it's just been really cool to see um, the progression of this team, especially because, you know, for the last couple of years covering it, we've seen small little steps and we get really excited and then, you know, it doesn't stick. And it seems like this, this is kind of sticking, you know what I mean? Like, it's just going to continue to get better. And um, I think one of the things we have to remember, too, because I've noticed this a little bit, is it's really easy to fall back into that, well, let's nitpick all of these little things. And yes, <laughs> let's do that, but also let's enjoy it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I think people have forgotten what it's like to actually have a winning basketball team and, and how, how it really is easy to fall into that nitpick every, every last thing. But who's surprised you most? I mean, what when you're watching this, who is somebody that that you look at and you go, okay, I didn't, I didn't expect that from from him this year. Um, I mean, I just think, you know, the way that all of the new guys, for the most part, have been able to kind of come in and do a really good job contributing, help with the leadership of the team. Um, just the whole vibe feels a little bit different, and I think, especially when you take into consideration how quick of a turnaround it was, you know, shortened training camp, like. COVID protocols, you didn't really get to go through that bonding, like get to know your new teammates kind of stuff that you would in years past. And, you know, the fact that they've been able to do this well, um, considering all of those speed bumps, if you will, that kind of are happening from the beginning of the season through now, I think is really impressive. And I think um, hopefully it'll continue to grow. And, you know, if we keep most of the squad moving into next season, it'll be even better because, you know, we'll have rotations figured out and everyone's chemistry will be even better. And um, I just think that's kind of cool. And I'm glad that they've been able to to streamline that process considering all of the the oddities of how the season started and how it's even continuing to be. So, Lindsay, how maddening is it, though, that after we go through the losing seasons, every single game being there and wishing that there was something to cheer about and wishing that the the stands would be rocking every night and now they're sudden they're they're finally good and nobody can go to the games <laughs> we're not at the games it's like they're they're we're all literally watching from television i mean like <laughs> <laughs> i don't even if there was ever something that's like like arizona sports Right, just in general, like this, yeah. I feel like this kind of encompasses yeah. Arizona sports for the last <laughs> few years, right? It's like you just—it's right there, and yet it's I almost like they relocated. Like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> and I mean that with all the love, but you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. Arizona sports for the last couple of years, it's—it's it's like you get something small and you think, and then it's like, oh, something good happens, but then you're just dealing with it all the time. Um, <laughs> but I am really bummed that the fans don't get to be there, especially yeah. with that new court. Cause that mm -hmm. Valley court is dope and the jerseys are awesome. And I know everyone 
can see them on TV, but it's just not the same. You know what I mean? Like it's right. and, the, and the, just the whole arena being um, transformed. Like that arena looks awesome. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot of there's a long way to go. So don't get me wrong, but the fact that we have all these new shiny toys and we can't play with them is maddening. <laughs> I went to one preseason game, and the the only thing the thing I couldn't take my eyes off was that new jumbotron in the middle of the court. <laughs> yeah. It's because it's finally big enough for you to see. That's why. Uh, and it's not pixely. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it wasn't, and it's not, and it's not framed in that, that stupid like phone that they used <laughs> the to have up there. Phone. Remember that? It was like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. You know, it's the, the funny, early though, 2000s Android. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because when I worked um, for the Coyotes, we had a pretty old video board. And I remember I, I went to a son's game and I was like, man, I wish I could at least get that video board. Isn't oh that no! Crazy? Like from one to one, like it's just how they, how they um, have just developed and progressed and gotten better and better and better over the years. It's kind of crazy. Makes me feel really old, or just maybe technology is moving really fast. I'm going to go with the latter one. Uh, <laughs> Lindsay, if you're if you're old, that makes the rest of us ancient. On oh this, man! On this, yeah, don't do that to us. Don't do us like that, Lindsay. I'm oh, sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we already joke about age on this show. <laughs> well, I mean, when Saul texted me and was like, "Hey, you want to come on and surprise the guys?" I was like, "Yeah, sure. What time?" He's like, "Eight thirty. and I was like. <laughs> What are you guys doing all day and like working at eight thirty on a Saturday? Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why I did say at the beginning of the show. I said, "Hey, I think we have a special guest if they wake up." Yeah, <laughs> Lindsay. There, there is a reason why this show started this early originally. I had a newborn at home, and it was the only time I could I could get away because she was yeah. a- actually asleep then. That's how it started. And Tim, some... Tim lived in Florida, didn't he? And Tim, yes. Tim, Tim was in Florida. And also, like, uh, doing it on a weekday, you always got in trouble with games and, you know, overlapping of games, and I was going to them and stuff. And so we didn't want to do any weekdays, and, and I didn't want to ruin my weekends doing this thing all day. So... Uh, this is still perfect, obviously, since we're still doing it at this time. <laughs> I don't think it's perfect. I think it's one of those things that just becomes habit. But Lindsay, I gotta ask you, uh, in in the background, you have a lot of uh, shoe boxes. Yeah, what what is your shoe game like? I've I've heard you've got Her an shoe game is strong, game. strong. I mean, okay, so this is just like a set that I kind of have built in my house. Um, there's shoes in here because I needed the storage as well. Um, but I just keep these as like a background for any time I hop on any kind of a video podcast or when I do um, on camera things just because it's kind of fun to have. But I mean, I'm, I don't think I would say I'm a sneakerhead. I think I'm like uh, entry level sneakerhead. You, you're not going to um, rival PJ Tucker? Is that what you're saying? No, no chance. No chance. <laughs> no, I'm not on Langston Galloway's level either. Like none of them. Um, but I enjoy sneakers, but my thing is, is I don't really love, uh, I'm 50, 50 on like the exclusive ones because yeah, they're super cool. But at the same time, I kind of feel like a jerk for having like the plug <laughs> or being the lucky one. You know what I mean? Like I just want hey, to stuff that I think is. Don't cool shame. Don't shame your own game. Okay. <laughs> don't, right. do oh, no. don't do that. Don't do that. No, I have a hard time with that. That is a really good piece of advice, all because I feel like if there is one bad habit I have, it's shaming my own game. I always feel like I'm apologizing (laughs) for things, but you know, I'm just like, I don't, I feel bad doing this or whatever, which is dumb. But 
it is what it is. But no, my shoe game is just like entry level. I'm it's, impressed it's you shamed a... game by joining us on this show. I mean, that's, that's a shame <laughs> right. in its own. In its yeah, own yeah. Obviously, no. you have you have you have issues if you're coming on with us on Saturday morning. Come on. <laughs> I mean, at eight thirty in the morning. I mean, Woo! that's fair. That's fair. As, as Jones in is. our yeah, <laughs> as Jones in our chat said, we are the best damn eight a.m. Saturday morning pod on the on in the world. That's Absolutely. right. Yes, Plus, we're also you're also getting some love from Germany and Portugal of all places right now. Oh, a lot okay. of Suns fans around the world <laughs> saying they miss hey, you. You know, I mean, honestly, like I know you guys probably don't want to ask about it because it's awkward to ask about it. So I'll just bring it up. The furlough has kind of been a bummer. I'm not gonna lie. You know what I mean? Oh man, like, I, I was wanting to ask you. I'll bet it's been a bummer. Yeah, yeah, especially like you said, with the winning season and you know not having had a lot of winning teams over the last yeah. few years, I'm, I'm a little bummed that I'm missing this. But at the mm. same time, I'm still really hopeful that I will be able to come back and rejoin the Suns family, and still hopeful that this team will continue to be performing at this level if not better when i am able to come back so you know um our furlough Doing the... is go ahead uh, go ahead go ahead please our furlough is, is essentially kind of through the end of the season this year there is potential to maybe come back sooner if not i mean a lot of things have to come into play for that to happen um you know but if not they'll let me know at the end of the season what what decisions have been made um you know i like I said, I'm really hopeful that I get to come back. I miss my teammates at work. I miss all of you guys. I miss going games. I know you guys miss going to games and so yeah. do fans. Um, you know, it's just a really weird time, like trying to navigate COVID and all of these protocols and, and being healthy and being safe. Safe. It's, it's, it's hard to know what the best move is, but I'm really hopeful that I do get to come back and hopefully it happens sooner than later. Um, but only time will tell. Well, I'm, I'm sure we 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 all miss you for very much as well, you know, you. and and you know, Thank seeing you. seeing each other around the arena and 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 watching how hard you work behind the scenes and stuff like that <clears throat> is definitely something that that I miss, and I probably took it for granted too at the time. I, I'm not gonna lie, like I think we all kind of did, you yeah, know, showing up did. to the games mm -hmm. and whatever, and and now we're all sitting here at home, you know, just like what the hell? This is we don't get the popcorn and fruit at halftime anymore. What? <laughs> <laughs> So I'll, I'll, I'll bring popcorn and fruit over to your house at halftime in the next game. Yeah, so, it though, Lindsay, you don't miss having to get tested every day, right? Like that that can't be something you miss, right? No, I mean, so I'm not, I didn't have to get tested very much um, at all. Remember, she was she was stuck in the Project 201 bubble. She was always she was always <laughs> in the silo. I was quarantining in my own little space. In that I don't think they ever let her out for like the entire four weeks in the bubble. <laughs> they didn't, and now she's probably furloughing there. Is that it in the background? <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but I, I'm, I'm glad I don't have to get tested and, and, you know, maybe there's a big picture reason for this. If you're trying to be positive or yeah. philosophical or whatever, like maybe the big picture reason is that, you know, it's keeping me safe. It's keeping me healthy. Yeah. And, um, I'm just trying to be positive about the whole thing, but I will say, Saul, you brought up the popcorn and cookies. I really miss <laughs> the ranch dressing that the Suns had. Um, yeah. I know it was like basic Hidden Valley Ranch packets, but it was so good. 
There was something about it. it was uh, so the good. trick is watering it down enough so it's not as strong as when you make it at home. You know, that's that's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the inner workings of yeah. uh, of no, being everyone a does that. Member. Every restaurant does that. That's what Wh- whatever, I mean. whatever, whatever happens, whatever happens, whether you come back or not, Lindsay, you're super talented, and I'm sure you're going to land on your feet at some point, somewhere, okay. somehow, some way, because you know talent always rises. You definitely so. will. And if you want to start coming on the pod more often on Saturday mornings at 8 a.m., yeah, we would you, love to if you're have you. are feeling froggy and you want to wake up at a 7.30 in the guys, morning. Do you guys see these bags? And this is like me rolling out of bed. We can't actually. You Look, can't? compared to us, you are, yeah, you yeah, are a 10. So, hey, yeah. man. If, probably a 20. If what you have are bags, I have full trunks under my eyes. Right? <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, you do have steamer trunk so you get a little bit of a pass there (laughs) before we let you go what what is your favorite moment working sidelines for the suns what what was that moment that you still think okay that was that was probably my best wow put it on the spot Okay, I don't know that i would say these were my best but favorite (laughs) moment probably had to be um, the Kelly Oubre Mike situation thing. <laughs> um, honestly, because it, like I told this to you guys a few months ago, but it was just, it worked out so perfectly the way that uh, Kelly was down for it. He made fun of it. Like it was all fun and, and um, everything worked out well. And then I think um, if I'm being personal, like, all of the bickering and the funny banters with, you know, EJ, K Ray, TC, and Tom. I think those were some really fun ones. Like one time we were arguing about whether the color of my dress was orange or brown on one of our Latin nights. You know, we had some really cool Latin cuisine in the arena and we got to eat crickets. Um, oh, just like those fun things. That. You yeah. know what I mean? They're, they're hilarious to me. Um, but I just think if we're talking basketball, I think honestly, just seeing how Devin has progressed uh, since I started with the Suns, not only as a basketball player, but how he leads this team, how he represents the city. Um, I was talking to Cody Cunningham. He writes for the Suns the other day. And I was just like, it's crazy. Like Devin has grown up. Like, like he's an adult now. You know what I mean? Like you can see it in his face. You can hear it in his voice. Um, the way he carries himself, the way he speaks, the things he does on the court, like Devin's all grown up and it's, it's like mm-hmm. he grew up right before our eyes. You know what I mean? And I just think that was really cool. I'm glad that I got to be there and see that. And I'm also really glad that I'm seeing, you know, now it's like, okay, we've been saying this for a really long time. And I know there was a lot of stuff around all-star and everything there. Um, but there was- on that man's name you know what i mean like let's do it like we're tired over here in the valley telling you all the great things about devin booker like just watch just Mm. watch and then speak go speak and then watch I knew I knew I knew I knew Devin Booker had grown a lot when I realized last week when we showed a highlight of Espo and I was like, yeah, Devin Booker wouldn't be caught dead at fiddlesticks throwing alley oops to Espo. Are you gonna show this sure. again? Are you gonna are you gonna embarrass me? Somebody in the chat wanted Lindsay to break down my dunking skills, which seems yes. like an awful waste of her time. I mean <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to, so so, so Lindsay, for some context, his rookie year, they were doing a photo shoot up in the gorilla's greenhouse, and he just decided, 
that yeah, I was one of the few people in there and he was just going to start throwing me lobs on a seven foot hoop. And he, <laughs> he was a big kid that rookie year. And you're totally right to see how much he's progressed, how he's changed uh, and, and just grown into this, this star has been, uh, has been amazing. I think you're completely right. I don't think, Oh God, we're actually going to show this. <laughs> Here we go. I, I'm just so Lindy's happy watching her phone, so she can't see any of this. this is <laughs> no, I really. Yeah. So I'm just so happy for him that he doesn't have to spend a post game interview saying it's been hard winning. <laughs> it's hard to win here. You know, I mean, he he did that once a month for four years. Yeah. Well, and, and Lindsay, be, I think you like, totally got to take a toll. Yeah, yeah definitely. For sure. Uh, you bring up TC and EJ. Uh, are there two guys that can talk more trash off camera than those two can like that? I don't think most people realize just how much trash those two guys can, can talk and they will do it to anybody if they like them. Yeah. I, even if they don't like them, it's That's literally true. anybody. They do not discriminate on who they talk trash to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, actually that's a really interesting question that I've never thought about, but now that you bring it up, I don't know that I've ever been around um, two men who talk more more trash than EJ and TC. <laughs> and, um, it's it's fun though because I think the reason why it makes it work is because they've pretty much mastered, you know, trash talking through or from love. I guess you yes. could say um, EJ, especially with me, he's. He's always had my back. He is the most kind person that I have met in a really long time. Like he's super sweet, but at the same time, he will he'll throw some zingers at you and they'll cut <laughs> a little bit, but you know he loves you and it's all in good fun. And it's like, dang, EJ, really? And he's like, no, I'm just kidding. Come give me a hug. <laughs> he's like the older brother, right? He's like, yeah. I can make fun of you, but nobody else can. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly, because when we were at the table, so before games, we our whole broadcast crew would be at the same table. We'd have dinner. And they had their things. they had their own click. <laughs> they had their own click. Nobody was invited. That's right. That's this it. goes no, back years. Secluded in the back corner. It was like, do, do I go to the table? Do I do I say something? No. You have to get the invite. You can't just go to that <laughs> table. No, yeah, yeah. You gotta invite. get the over here. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're okay. Then you're okay. I never got one of those. What did that look like? <laughs> I had to get the invite too, y'all. I had to get it too. Um, I had to fight just no. to get some damn pineapple at, at, at halftime, man. Dude. Hey, that goes fast. That goes real fast. Real fast. But no, like somebody would make, make fun of me. Um, TC usually would, would throw some jabs at me. And then EJ would start clapping back at TC. And I would just sit there and be like, is this what it feels like to have like older brothers? You know what yeah, I mean? So I don't have brothers. I'm like, where, where somebody just comes in and they're like, oh, excuse me. It's like, I can get used to this. Like, I'm not mad at this at all. <laughs> yeah, my my bow tie used to be a, uh, a a matter of discussion between those gentlemen on a numerous occasions back in the that. day. So I, I know I understand quite well, but I, I have nothing but love and respect for both of those guys and, and the way they bring it. So, yeah. Lindsay, any yeah. any thoughts before we let you actually go probably back to sleep because it's so <laughs> well i mean i'm up now so i may as well stay up because i put on a face so it's the first <laughs> time i put on makeup in a little while um no i'm just kidding oh it's funny no. i was joking with you i actually call them long pants now because i haven't worn anything other than shorts almost in a year <laughs> okay you know what's really funny 
Dave bought, about... Dave, Dave bought some gray sweatpants. Don't let him play. Don't even let him play. <laughs> oh, I, those, yeah, but real actual long pants, like work pants? Oh, my God, how dumb does that feel to be wearing oh, work yeah, pants these true. days? It's very true. Uh, yeah, Lordy. I had to put on, um, actual, I had to actually get real life, like, professional dress the other day because um, I had a shoot. <laughs> And it was the most uncomfortable, yeah. like, day that I've had in such a long time. I was like, I have my heels on. I have a dress. I have a skirt, like, a couple outfit changes throughout the day. And I'm just like, this is awful. Like, I can go home and put on some sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Like, uh-huh. like this, is, this is what I live in right now. You know what I mean? Like, ballet shirt. Hey. And like you said, short pants. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's it. That's- <laughs> I was gonna say, if you're wearing a dress and a skirt, that was your problem. But then you made sure that you had multiple wardrobe changes, so that makes more sense. So. Yeah, wardrobe changes. <laughs> um, so, but go ahead. I was just gonna say. So, any any final thoughts on the team? Anything uh, anything you want to share uh, before we before we let you get back to your Saturday morning? Um, I'm just uh, like I said. I'm just really excited for this team. For Suns fans um, to finally be getting some good things, you know what I mean? Like we finally mm-hmm. have some nice things, and I think I'll, all I'll say is is continue to want this team to get better. Um, you know, however you speak about the team, whether it's on podcast or on Twitter or with your friends and family, like continue to hold them accountable and push them to get better, but also enjoy it because it has been a long time since we've gotten to just sit back and watch some good basketball and genuinely um, be in games and have a winning record. So enjoy that part of it too. Uh, And then next season, when we all come back to the arena, let's like be the loudest, most ridiculous arena in the entire NBA. Like I'm here for making this brand new arena like the most ridiculous, obnoxious arena in the NBA where other teams are like, I don't want to play there anymore. Oh. That's what I want. There's enough, there's enough new bars to fuel that for sure. <laughs> exactly, so <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the, so the sun, in the world. So since we uh, have stopped being able to go to games, the Suns have gone 29 and 11. Are you saying what we're the problem? The, stay no. away. <laughs> what, what is the chances that this turns out to be like a WandaVision thing? And when we're finally all invited back to the arena, it's back to the 20. <laughs> knock it off, Dave. Yeah. Turn his mic off. See, see this, is, this is why we can't have nice things. This is why we, can't, you. Yeah, we just got to take this dude away right now. Dave Come in on, purgatory. Dave. Uh, we put him in purgatory. Yeah, Lindsay, thank second you time so out. much. We, we appreciate <laughs> We appreciate you. You are welcome anytime you want to come to the show. Uh, you're even welcome on the midweek episodes where we recorded a normal human time as well. So any, right. anytime you'd like to like to stop by, we're hop on we post. Truly I'm appreciate sure you watching games just like we are. So uh, with sometimes we'll do a lunar panel as well. <laughs> well, nice. we Bye. we truly appreciate you. We miss you on the broadcast, and I know I speak for everybody. Uh, in the chat, Suns fans in general, we wish you nothing but the best, and we hope to hope to see you very soon. Same. Thank you guys so much. I really enjoyed chatting with you. I miss you all. And um, for all the Suns fans who are listening right now, thank you so much for being so loving and so kind and showing all the support in the world on social media. I may not respond to every single one of them, but I, I feel it, and I really appreciate it. And, guys, um, have fun the rest of the morning. 
I'll see you later. Okay. Right. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for coming right. on. That is Lindsay Smith. Uh, definitely follow her on Twitter. We appreciate her taking her time out of her, her Saturday to join us here. Oh, you're welcome. Dave, uh, yes. Dave Thank King. You, Saul. Uh, you know, I, I did not expect Saul to actually bring his A game. I thought this was going to be some joke where he showed some <laughs> clip of something and uh, it wasn't going to be a real <laughs> surprise. I thought he was setting us all up, but that was quite the surprise, especially for the Flaming Ballers in the chat and the Suns fans out there. Always good to catch up with Lindsey Smith. Truly hope she is back soon. But I think it is time for something we like to call. It's the Dave segment. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, the other one. Bad. The other you, one. You, you didn't. You can't set that up. Dave and I had already had that set up. You didn't Damn, come to man. the pre-production show, and you yeah. screwed this whole thing up. Okay, man. Oh. I'm so mad okay, about fine, this right fine. now. Let's go to Espo's Big Board, the best part of the show. Let's do no, it. Espo's no, no, Big no. Board. Let's go back. Let's just rewind it like we did two Saturdays man, ago. We got to get, get go this ahead, problem Dave. back on, on set it up. wheels. All right. <laughs> Is this the is this the stat me Dave set set up? Oh. Ooh, Dave, stat me. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Woo! Oh yeah. <laughs> so much better than you guys. That's oh, but, sure. you know what? We need to we need to watch that one again. Ooh, Dave, stat me. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the way to get the Saturday started right there. People in the chat are asking Woo. if I can restart the show. So yeah. should we first should got, just start from the top? We got Lindsay Smith, and then we got that man. It's, it's awesome. This is all these new features. This is great. <laughs> just wait till uh, we just wait. We have more things in store. Like I think maybe next week or the week after. Yeah. We're we got some cool stuff coming along. We do. Yeah, you you guys are awesome at what you do. That's for sure. I like being there. Are you going to stat us or not, Dave? All right, statin, all right. Here we go. He's still distracting. He's like, what? Let's go. All right. Stat me. All right, I got a question for you guys. I need you to answer. Uh, De DeAndre Aiden, does he defend more shots from 15 feet out or from six feet in in a game? I'll I'll say I'll say five feet right. near the basket. That wasn't the two. No. Op, that wasn't one of those options. Per perimeter, okay. perimeter, fifteen. You feet say out. perimeter, Saul, and Espo says in, interior. Yes, actually, he defends more shots slightly this year on the perimeter than he does inside fifteen feet. But how now, well? The first thing you're gonna oh, dude, the first thing you're gonna say is, well, you should be guarding the paint. But that's what teams are doing. They're trying to switch. They're trying to get him out on the perimeter. Is he any good at it? Actually, he is. Um, last year, you may not, you may think he's on the perimeter more this year, but actually last year, he led the entire league of people all shape and sizes uh, guarding on the perimeter, defending over eight shots a game on the perimeter, and he held people below their average. This year, he's held, he's holding them to almost exactly their average on the perimeter. Inside, he's one of the best in the league, and he's still one of the top defenders in uh, near the paint in the league, too. I, I think Friday night was a prime example of what you just said. In one play towards the end of that game, he had a block uh, on uh, – Oh, who I'm I'm blanking on who he who he blocked. I think it may have been uh, uh, it was Kobe, Kobe White. White. It was the guard. Yeah, yeah Kobe White. Okay. Kobe White. And then yep. I think he switched on. Twice, I think. I think he switched on Levine. I think next and and stopped him from hitting hitting a three, forced a shot clock violation. 
all in the same play. And I think that was a prime example of what you're talking about in both being able to defend well on the perimeter and down low all in, I think it was a, a 10 second stretch to help, help them uh, seal that win. Someone commented that they think since uh, that Jamal Murray shot uh, a couple mm. weeks ago where Murray actually traveled to get enough space to get the shot off falling sideways um, that shot since then Aiton was a little more tentative on the perimeter. Um, but really that's, uh, I mean, we're, we're picking out little, little tiny problems among mm -hmm. a larger thing where he actually can defend and Monty's putting him in space. Now Monty is actually, I think he, he hasn't said it specifically, uh, but I think he's, he's intentionally putting DA in space because he knows that's what teams will do in the postseason, And he wants to make sure DA is comfortable there. Um, not just on a quick switch, <laughs> not Hello just on a quick switch. You statted me real good, Dave. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You're welcome, actually. Um, so I, I think DA is just getting ready for the postseason this way. It's, he's ramping up the, the effort there. But he actually led the league in shots defended on the perimeter last year, and he's one of the top ones this year, too. Well, that was another edition of... Oh, oh, shoot. Uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that was another... Hey. Oh. Maybe. I yeah. think that might actually be becoming my favorite part of the program, even though <laughs> the actual best part of the program is next because we're jamming in a bunch of segments all in a row after our guest, Lindsay Smith. It's Espo's Big Board. That's right, Espo's Big Board back in this week. We are talking about, uh, we go back to the beginning of the show, right? And it is the top shot, right? We were talking about those early in the show and what it is is this week is the top five worst top shot Suns cards that they could make, right? So stick with me here. Number five, Robert Ori throwing a towel in Danny Ainge's face. Yeah, you're right. That's worth zero dollars, I guarantee you. Uh, we're going to look at number four. It is Karan Butler walking down the, uh, <laughs> down the fashion show runway for the new Suns uniform. That's right, Karan Butler. There at number four, number three, one of my favorite oh, moments man. in Suns history, but it would make a terrible top shot. Tim Kempton falling over a bunch of chairs in 92-93. Number two on the list, Elliot Perry in a bathtub full of socks. It sucks. In socks, you would get zero dollars for that <laughs> top shot. And number one, my, my favorite, it's Aaron Nelson attending to a bloody lip from Steve Nash. As much as I love Nelly and the and the former Suns uh, uh, training staff, I don't think anybody would pay any money for that top shot. So those are the top five worst NBA top shot Suns moments that you could put in one of their virtual cards. And that is Espo's Big Board. Nice job. I like that. Yeah. That was pretty good. Nice job. I, yeah. I figured we'd tie it all together. There was a, there was a method to the started madness. with top shot and you ended with top shot. Yeah. Well, uh, somebody I, in the chat said they paid for the Tim Kempton one. So I, I, I blaze. <laughs> I will, I will see what we can do. We'll talk with, with my friends over at top shot. Maybe they'll make that one since uh, I was too dumb to invest in the product up front. So uh, I think we got one more segment here. We I do. Mean, we do. Now this, this graphic is absolute trash and I'm going to fix it, but I just whipped it up at the last second, but we're going to call this total obscurity. This is a new segment that we're gonna we're gonna throw in some uh, pop culture references and some some sons uh, 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 cool stuff. And so uh, your job is to guess what the hell I'm talking about. Okay. So the first one we have up. This show ran for three seasons and it is based on a a superhero. 
uh, and it, it ran from, I think, 77 to 1980. So this is right in Dave's wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> but I used to watch it, it as a kid growing up because that's all I had. Uh, it also it also featured a very clumsy superhero. I, that's Great American Hero. Hey, look you at this love guy. That show. Nicely done. Look, look at Espo. I do not remember that logo at all, but yeah. the greatest American hero was actually, yeah, a nerd. It was actually really good, show. right? Yeah, or, it was good. It was good. You may have inadvertently found my wheelhouse here. There you go. Wow. There you go. This Phoenix Sun played for only two seasons um, and bounced around the NBA, but uh, also played uh, overseas. That's all I got. I, if I say anything more, it's going to give it completely. Horatio Yamas. Dude. Wow. Dude, look, look at, at that, that man. Uh, I don't think Espo's going to get this next one, though. So I'm pretty confident in saying that. I like how right. Hello goes by pop culture. You meant old things. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yes. Well, kind of. We're, 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 we're trending more current now. Okay. okay. Now we're in the 90s, right? Uh, back in the day, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Interscope when they launched, mm -hmm. they needed they they were they were trying to round up bands and they didn't have like a, a hit yet. They didn't have a a big time selling recording artist. And this gentleman actually set the tone for what Interscope was gonna be. That's not one half he, of Millie Vanilli, is it? He had he had one hit. Uh, and it, it is and it Billy was, Ray Cyrus. Oh, that's a good one. Not but that's Billy that's Ray. Correct. Any does anybody in the chat think they can get this? Dude, <laughs> people I, are too young. It is Gerardo. Oh, oh my Gerardo. god! Yeah, Rico Suave. It, it Rico is great Suave. That they photoshopped my abs on this guy. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, tremendous. Coach Fallen founder said Gerardo. Hey, there you go, Rico Suave. Nice. nice. I went to. I went two oh, for three. We got three. one more. We got, oh, we one, got more. one more. The All last right. one. All right. Uh, the last one is back in the day when NWA started, before they had their first hit under the Ruthless label, Ruthless actually produced their first gold recording artist that was not NWA, which led, which actually financed straight out of Compton. What was that group? Menudo. Oh. Jeez, I don't know. Menudo. Get the hell out of here. Menudo. Menudo. <laughs> I don't know on this one. You've you've you veered out of my lane. So Any oh I went to rap and that veered out of your lane. Is that what's going on? <laughs> Have you seen me? Did you hear me at the beginning of the show? <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Does anybody know who the it's a girl group too? It's a girl group. It's a girl group. Yeah. Ooh. Salt and pepper. No, there's not, three of them. Never mind. No, that. No, and it's not TLC. Dang. Yeah, tough one, right? This is actually a pretty hard one is if you don't know. Sun solar panel. <laughs> right on, Ricardo. It is JJ <laughs> JJ Fad. Supersonic. JJ, good they Lord. had a, a huge hit and they actually financed uh M NWA's first Supremes. album. <laughs> I'm guessing that wasn't as hardcore as the NWA album based on the image uh, imagery. No, 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 not even a little bit. So wow. that is that is total obscurity. A new segment we're going to do every single week that throws in a little pop culture, a little bit of Suns trivia. You got it. But uh, to, back to Hello's point, pop culture should be should contain some more current stuff. Somewhere. I will have some more stuff that is All current. Right, right. Don't okay. worry. I'll take I'll take fifty percent. All right. I I was about as efficient as Shaq at the free throw line. So I'm glad to be here. Somebody <laughs> yeah, I, said I, take I, me I, to I, trivia. 
I'm impressed that you uh, you got the Horacio Yamas one. Oh, that that was the Yamas. easier one. I was you amazed I got Real American Hero. So. Greatest American Hero. Yeah. Greatest, greatest me, American greatest Hero. American Somebody hero. in the chat says, pop me soul. No, we're not doing <laughs> that. Pop me soul. <laughs> we're not doing that. <laughs> pop me soul. Pop me soul. Well, that is, uh, this has been a unique episode. <laughs> Surprising things I never imagined we would uh, would have talked about. Oh. Two-thirds of the things that came up on today's program or have the great Lindsay Smith on the show. So this is uh <laughs> this has been one heck of a, a this fun hey, show. This, this just goes to show you don't know what weekend is going to be an awesome weekend. You need to come every single week, you need to They're subscribe awesome. to the show, we'll all that good stuff. Others. I That's got right. so you know what and I, I had a rough week and Saul just uh, made my week that much better with the surprise guest and the new segments and the stat me dave production uh just wait though next week we got uh, we're gonna have some cool new looks and different things coming so uh so get ready for that i think i think you'll enjoy it if you're watching you'll even if you're listening you'll hear some new things coming up we got plenty going on here on the solar panel so you can follow dave king the silver fox at dave king uh, NBA, the NBA is there because Dave knows it's about basketball. All right, that is why the NBA is there. Uh, you can follow the Carmel Thunder from down under at Saul underscore Bookman. The underscore is there because the Saul doesn't know as much about obscure things as the Bookman, and they just don't get along all the time. Uh, for those of you asking, yes, there will be a lunar panel coming up. I do believe we will be doing that right after the Lakers game yeah, coming up yo. on Tuesday. Yeah. Another very late lunar panel because that is yeah. an 8 p.m. game, which means but it will start as soon as the game is over. Yes, so if you don't want to listen to Shaq mispronouncing people's names or forgetting oh, their first names, yeah. you can come I right here. To the they've got, can we can we rip on that a little bit sometime? Jeez. Yes, on they Tuesday night would be a perfect time to rip on Tuesday, Tuesday night, they usually have the B squad in there, so it's like, eh, whatever. That's true. It's, it's Dwayne Wade Well, and they Shaq. actually know their stuff better. Yes, so we will we will be here on Tuesday night. You can follow me at Espo on Twitter. You can follow the show at Sun Solar Panel. We appreciate you, the Flaming Ballers, for listening and watching. We will talk to you on Tuesday night for the Lunar Panel. Ahoy hoy.